afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, July the 28th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Thank you for stopping by. If you're here with us live, thank you for continuing to listen to us. If you're on the RSS feeds, as always, got a great show lined up for you today after a week off. I hope you guys didn't get bored sitting in traffic, possibly dying of heat stroke, or both at the same time, because both very possible here in the last seven days in a number of places, not just here, but also all over the place. Holy crap. Uh, everything is on fire. But uh, yeah, we got another great show lined up for you today. Before we get started, as always, I've got the most important question of the week. Mr. Black, how's your week with an S? Uh, what did I do? Not a lot, man. It's just been same old same, really. Mm. Um, I've been enjoying the weather, trying to get out as much as possible. At the very least, sitting on the back deck, backyard, <laughs> doing something. somewhere with shade. Yeah, I've been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been basically just trying to get off streaming by like three p.m., four p.m., mm-hmm. and that way I have like few hours to enjoy. Um. So yeah, that's been my last couple of weeks. No, no major things or anything like that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with yep. that. Uh, well, my last week or two weeks were interesting insofar as that we uh, we unfortunately lost Novanan, uh, my grandmother who lived with uh, with my my mom and dad here since I was just getting out of high school. Uh, she'd be here for, oh my lord, I mean, like, what does that make that? I'm getting old now. Time. That's, that's, uh, that's many years. Uh, I don't even want to do the math. It's more than 10, and that scares me because it's been more than a decade now. But, uh, yeah, long time. Uh, thankfully, pain-free, just kind of drifted off, sedated, uh, for the most part. Um, she was in some discomfort, uh, ahead of time. Uh, you know, she was 99 years old. She had seven years worth of heart failure. Probably should have passed away five or six times by now. Uh, and as she kept saying jokingly, she said, I'm pretty sure God forgot I'm here. I'm just I'm here. Everyone else is gone. All my friends are gone. Everyone else is gone. I've been sitting here waiting, and he just forgot I've been here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we were, we were looking out for her the last uh, couple of days uh, before um where it was looking like looking like we were up on the end of her and um she uh you know she was starting to have you know organ organs were just not doing their thing anymore and uh and so she was sleeping a lot and um for the first time ever that I can think of other than one other time where she had a very high fever. She was confused when she was speaking. She was a little confused. She kept thinking it was three o'clock in the morning. She was like, I just want to sleep. She's looking at me. I walked in the room. She's like, I just want to go to sleep. Your mom and dad keep keeping me up. I just want to sleep. And it was, you know, 10 o'clock at night or something like that. Um, uh, she came out of that like the day after for a brief time, but we had to start giving her, uh, meds to, uh, to, to keep her pain down. It was basically just, once that happens, they're so sedated you can't speak. She was awake for short periods of time, and uh, her eye, her vision kind of got blurry, so it'd take her a while to see who was in front of her. She could still kind of make it out, figure out who you were. She said a couple of words. Oh, this is like the storybook ending. She said like the perfect little ending for for my uncle John. Got to say a little something to mom. 
my aunt Colleen, so all, all three kids were there. She got the little last message in to absolutely everyone there. The last words to Marcel was, you're pretty. The last words uh, to me were the thing that, like, every time... Uh, every time I go into the room, she hasn't been able to hear my voice for a few years now, probably two and a half, three. Uh, Marcel was the only one she could actually occasionally hear. She was lip reading for everyone else. And, uh, and so she couldn't hear me. So I'd always go in the room before I left the room, I'd make a little heart shape and, and, and I'd open my arms. Cause we always used to say, love you big is like what we say in the family. And she'd say, Oh, big, 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 big. And, and she can't, she couldn't lift her arms, but she'd say that. And so in my, her last thing, she, she said, you know, big was all she'd get out at that point. And then after that, she was just sedated. We were very blessed. We had, uh, you know, the, the, the doctor nurse situation in this province is dog shit right now. So we are incredibly blessed for years. Her doctor came out of retirement and drove here, uh, from Hubbard's for years, uh, at any point, point in the day, day, night, whenever to, to, uh, to take care of Nan, continued to do that right up until the, the day before she passed. And, uh, and then of course we had Marcel here and we couldn't get the VON in to get Nan her, her like, uh, intravenous pain meds they didn't respond back could have been days she was like we if, if we didn't have marcel contact a mutual friend of ours who also works at the hospital he's a nurse there he got the butterfly which is that you know stays in your arm and then they can just you can just inject that way because nan didn't have any weight on her so injecting her over and over again was like not really an option so if we didn't have him jack some shit from the hospital and and then i picked him up and came in and he he hooked her up with the butterfly and then really literally as he's leaving the house nan's doctor was entering they had a little conversation over what he just did to set her up and then that doctor set up like several vials and wrote on them what each one of them were so that mom could just whenever needed just poke it in and do the thing mm-hmm. and so we're literally an entire village came together to uh to make it a storybook ending for for nan and and we couldn't be any more blessed because of it uh and and to top it all off in no more poetic fashion mom was the one looking over when she when she passed em and i were with her until about 4 30 in the morning i ended my stream and went upstairs we and em and i were there looking over uh the whole time and uh at that point you know her you're there if you've ever been with somebody breathing gets uh gets labored and and there's large periods where there's no breathing and then they're gasping and that had been that way for about a day and em and i were checking over and em looked at me and em was like i'm pretty sure this is the like if she makes it past tomorrow will be impressive so like okay so you know don't say anything to mom you know knock on the door to change the guard mom comes in after she got a couple hours of sleep is what we were doing and she was the one two hours later nan was gone mom was there and so couldn't have been couldn't have been better in that regard. Uh, very lucky in that regard. Sad, but we were happy that uh, that it went the way that it did. And I'm happy that she's no longer bedridden, because that was the worst part for me, watching her, because her brain was 100% there the whole way, until the very end. Uh, all of her memory was there, all of her ability to hold conversation, everything was all there. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, when you're in that situation and bedridden and you're sleeping like 18 hours, 19 hours a day, I was just happy. There's no more of that. And so, and so, yeah, we just got, uh, my aunt was stayed here with us for a week. They've done all the stuff and now we've got our burial date and everything else. And, and we're, we're just trying to, you know, truck on, but, uh, thank you everyone. I know I, I posted and thank you to everyone who sent their condolences and everything over the last week. It's, uh, 
it's been awesome to uh, to have those uh, those messages and uh mom and dad appreciate it i always pass them on as well and uh, yeah that was that was basically my week between that it was just you know several days of of uh of of handling and and being there for for mom and and uh and, and my uncle and my aunt and and now we're kind of you know now we're just trying to figure out how to keep mom from not being bored after this long every day she had a routine for like 13 14 years of literally like every hour every minute was mapped out and now it's not <laughs> now we have to find a way to keep keep her busy because you know if she sits down for too long you know that's never a good thing so yeah that's that was it but we're doing well and that's uh and that's that so now with the sappy stuff out of the way it's time to talk about some video games mr Blank. you ready to talk sure. about some video games I, I know you really I, missed it last week so now we gotta make up for it i know last yeah. week you were like damn we're not talking about games i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself well, all this spare time not hearing adam talk about games well let me let me bring that back and make your day just that much better uh, following the Gong Show launch of Cyberpunk 2077, and Gong Show might be the, uh, the lightest form of flattery that I could give Cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077 on launch, uh, CD Projekt Red stock has dropped 75% for monthly $450 in August of 2020 to $93 in, J- in July this month of 2022. That's a steep decline. Uh, hopefully some people got out before that fell off the face of the earth, but, uh, hey, look, you know what? I'm not, I'm not a financial advisor. But they haven't folded, they got more games coming, and if one game does, does even remotely well, that number gonna go up a lot because people have already seen it hit 450. So they'll just keep buying it up, that number just gonna keep going up, or they could fuck it up again, ruin Keanu Reeves' career a second time, and then bomb out entirely. That's entirely possible, too. One way or the other. It's a gamble. You just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the UK government recently reminded the video game industry that unless it wants to face harsh legislative action, it needs to start making more serious moves to tackle loot boxes and other gotcha-like and in-game purchases. They believe not nearly enough uh, is being done to protect children specifically. And to be honest, they're not wrong. No. They're not wrong. They've been they've been giving the companies over there a while. We've talked about it before, like with Overwatch. I mean, Overwatch Two has gotten rid of loot boxes entirely now, uh, and and uh, FIFA fi- faces the steepest of all challenges because EA's entire fucking empire is built on top of Ultimate Team. And so, if you start getting rid of Ultimate Team, you look like a billion dollars of that company just evaporates in thin air. So they're going to have to come up with something fancy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they need to, you know, I'm happy the, the government's over there at least putting some pressure on because, you know, like, like back in Starcraft lag TV days, hashtag for the kids, you can't be having these kids out here literally just gambling at seven, eight, nine years old, especially mom and dad's credit card. It's a little too easy, uh, to make all that happen. Should probably be a little bit more than an age gate that says, Hey, I need you to be truthful with me, Mr. Black. How old are you? Input your date, the date of your birth on this form don't put july 1st or january 1st 1980 nobody believes you you gotta be honest with me we gotta be able to do better than that that's that's the world's shittiest (laughs) that's the world's shittiest that's like if you're just about to like if you walk up to a store jewelry store and they got a guy at the front and the guy says hey i need you to be honest with me you gonna rob this place today like no okay (laughs) just walk around surprise I'm here for your jewels. Hand them over. 
Uh, YouTube updated their content ID claim process, making it so that when you appeal a claim, the claimant has to respond within seven days now instead of 30, which is a dramatic increase uh, in, in the, spe- the expediency of which they have to uh, actually respond. Uh, this is great news. Uh, honestly, I mean, it is good. The problem is, is that the first seven days are still the most, like, that's where you make your money days on pretty much any video that doesn't magically go viral two months after you've posted it, uh, and the algorithm sends it to the moon. Uh, most of that revenue happens in the first probably 72 hours for the vast majority of videos on the platform. So while this is obviously better by a substantial number of days, um... In my opinion, and this is, this is my opinion, is that until the system on YouTube stops being guilty until proven innocent, it's just not, it, it's just going to be band-aiding solutions over and over and over again to a problem that's way too easy to abuse. Uh, and we've seen it happen over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and so until that, until that can be flipped into innocent until proven guilty, oh, you're claiming copyright? Oh, show us in any way, shape, or form that you actually hold copyright. Which, if they're the copyright holder, should be a pretty easy thing to do. (laughs) Just send the document over. Done. Uh, And instead, it's like, hey, prove you have it, even though it's, like, fair use or not anything at all in the video that has anything to do with that that claim in the first place. Uh, Quick reminder from Nintendo. Snappy little reminder here. Uh, came this last week to make sure that everyone is remember, uh, remembering or remembers that the eShop for Wii U and 3DS systems uh, is shutting down over the course of the next several months. And we briefly touched on this a few months back when they initially announced this whole thing happening. As of August 29th of this year, you'll not be able to add any more funds to your Wii Shop uh, or your eShop sorry, uh, accounts for these two platforms. And then as of March of 20, March 27th of 2023, you just flat out won't be able to purchase anything else on, on those two platforms on the eShop anymore. So, um, you know, the, for me, the, the Wii U or whatever, uh, okay, fine. You sold like five of those. Who gives a fuck? The 3DS store shutting down is probably going to affect a handful of people. If I had to take a shot in the dark on that, given I think it is first or second most sales of all time. Uh, for any platform, handheld or otherwise. I think it's like that and the PS2 are kind of like duking it out towards the top. Uh, And at least they're giving a fairly wide window. I can't remember the specifics if they're leaving the shop up or leaving it up so that if you've already purchased stuff, you can still re-download it in the future or and they're like just stopping purchases or what. But if they're stopping purchases, the next logical thing, of course, would be not too far beyond that would probably be, okay, now we're just going to shut down everything. Um, and then for the 9,000th time, all social media will spin up and be like, see guys, this is why I told you digital purchases suck dick. Just buy physical games. <laughs> just buy physical games. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, even in 2022, if you're going to buy games for your PS4 or PS5 or your Xbox or whatever, yes, yeah. and you're buying them digitally... Yeah, don't have a surprise Pikachu face that in ten <laughs> they're years gone. you can't you can't access them <laughs> yeah. anymore, right? Yes. So you know, and it even tells you this stuff in like the terms, like that. Oh yeah, things things you know. This isn't a a secret. So I'm not saying don't go out and buy. Like don't you, you, I'm not saying run out and buy physical, but there mm. is a chance whether it's five years, ten years, twenty years, twenty five years down the road 
that you may not be able to access the games that are on the cloud or games that you just download digitally. Do I yeah. think that's going to happen? No, but it might for specific titles. It might for, um, you know, if there's a licensing that gets removed or um, they want to sell the game on another platform and they want to get rid of it completely on another platform, just got to be prepared for that. Yeah, we've seen it in a couple of forms. Like, and you touched on a couple of them indirectly there. Like, one of them, the music, for example, that was a problem for Forza. Uh, a couple of the Forza titles had to be taken off of uh, digital storefronts for that reason. The licensing that they had signed ran, like, the contracts ran out. And mm-hmm. so the the music was a no fly for new per- new purchases, new sales. Uh, so that's an example of that. And then just recently, here in the last couple of weeks, of course, was Ubisoft taking uh, several games off of Steam. Mm-hmm. Taking them entirely like out of people's library, not just taking it down for purchase, but stripping that shit out of the library. So, um, you know, the, yeah, there are examples. And then, of course, the famous example, are, of course, is is Nintendo, where they like to uh, take the take the physical and digital off of store shelves to resell it on the Switch like they did with like, what, I think what was the most famous one? The Donkey Kong Tropical Donkey Freeze. Kong. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, that can happen. It's It's not the... It's it's more of an exception than a rule for now, but uh, but certainly possible of of happening. And the really, I guess the crappy thing is that for like PC gamers, it's essentially impossible to buy physical anymore. Console games are still largely, if you want to buy a physical copy, you can totally buy a physical copy. But but for the PC side, you know, let's say you were, let's say you didn't care if you were somebody like the vast majority of your stuff in your in your library, who gives a shit? There's like a couple that are out there, like man, you know what? If this does go down, I'd like to hold on to this bitch. And there's just no physical. It just doesn't exist. There's just no physical option. You know, it uh, it, it is it, it is not a perfect system yet. Hopefully it gets more perfect in the future. Uh, but for now, yeah, like Jeff was saying, you know, it's not surprising. Just be ready, you know, be ready when they come knocking. Taking your games. Mm. Uh, for those who would like to offset their savings, they get by owning a Tesla. And if they own a Tesla, by the way, kind of like vegans, they just don't shut the fuck up about owning a Tesla. It's quite impressive, actually. It's like CrossFitters, vegans, and Tesla owners. If you have all three at the same time living in California, huh? It's their entire personality and three items all wrapped up in one. It's impossible to escape. But if you want to save, if you want, if you want to offset that, like you're thinking, oh, I'm saving so much money. Every time I go in, I'm watching all those cucks fill up at the at the tank with the gasoline. I got my Tesla. Like, I, where can I burn the money that I'm saving here? Great news. Nvidia is readying a 4090 Ti allegedly that is going to require 800 watts to power. I say that again. Eight. 100 watts just for the graphics card not your entire system running full tilt trying to run crisis no fuck that just the gpu 800 fucking watts we're like no joke with the intel chips that are coming out some of those hit three and four hundred watts if you're overclocking and even just 300 watts if you're not overclocking so by the time you have a full system right now if you slap a 4090 in it you might need a 20 amp breaker just to run the computer alone nothing else just the computer otherwise you might be tripping that shit somebody gonna come in turn the light on to the living room whole house fucking shut down brownout can get that fucking 4090 Ti life. 
<laughs> so it's just it's just crazy like remember like for years everyone was a lot of people like enthusiasts were buying these 1200 watt 1500 watt power supplies that were the size of a small car and they're like oh gotta have that extra headroom meanwhile their computer was maxing out their entire rig was maxing out at like 600 watts well now they'll have an excuse they can totally buy one of those now and be like i actually need it just for my graphics card uh, and also, you'll be able to, uh, you know, to offset it if you're on electric heat, unplug your heater, you're not gonna need that shit. You just run your computer. That 4090? <laughs> it's a space heater. For you. You're gonna be playing Warzone at 6,000 FPS, your room's gonna be 73 degrees Fahrenheit, it's gonna feel great, nice, comfortable weather, even if it's 48 below zero outside, not gonna matter. 4090 Ti, shout out to NVIDIA. Apparently though, they're thinking, like, this is weird, because it conflicts with other statements where the 4000 series are going to be held back because Nvidia is looking at the market being flooded with secondhand cards after the crypto crash everyone's selling their farming cards and so Nvidia was like oh maybe this isn't the time to release the 4000 series but you know what I'm going to assume that 4090 Ti going to cost about 6000 fucking dollars so they don't need to worry about that there's only about 10,000 people in North America are going to be buying one of those things anyway, so they can release it and it'll be just fine. The rest of the plebeians will have to wait for the rest of the 4,000 uh, series cards to hit and destroy their power bill in the in the future. Uh, that multiverse uh, game, the uh, or multiverses, the, what that Warner Brothers game, I think we talked about it um, uh, way, oh god, probably two months ago now. Uh, as it turns out, free games do pretty well, Mr. Black. That bitch launched and it hit... I mean, the the easily, the, as far as I know, the most played at one time fighting game of all time online had 144,000 people just just on Steam, I think. And that's with the servers being lit on fire, apparently, at the time. Uh, like, uh, Maximilian Dude was talking about how impressed he was because the servers were basically, like, half of them were not even working. They still managed to get 144,000 people, and that apparently didn't count other platforms. So... Uh, as somebody said, and I, I agree, as it turns out, free-to-play games, pretty good concept if you want people to play your game. Now, whether or not they stick around for very long, who fucking knows? We'll find out. We'll see how sharp, how sharp the drop-off is, but, uh, I, you know, it, look, it looked okay, it looked pretty good. I don't know if it's gonna dethrone Smash Bros. or some shit, but, uh, you know, we'll find out if this is a successful venture for Warner Brothers. Uh, making more money on their on their video game than their <laughs> than their movies at this point. Uh, and finally, in this list, uh, this deep list, there might have been some stuff that happened today because I wrote this list last night. Full disclosure, I was at the house until about three minutes before this podcast started. Rockstar Games reportedly has overhauled its workplace culture to call crunch. They don't want any more crunch if they can avoid it. Uh, as well as refocusing the team with more producers, which they historically did not like producers. They just kind of ran without uh, too many of them. Uh, and announced that GTA 6 will feature a playable female protagonist for the first time. A Latina that is one of a pair of leading characters they say are inspired by Bonnie and Clyde. All of that sounds neato to me. So thumbs up. Your first female playable character. I feel like it's. I feel like we probably could have had that a little earlier. But I'm glad we're starting now. Especially, like, in, in GTA Five, where how many playable characters in the campaign? Like, fucking five? I don't know. Close to it. Uh, at least there's three three or four. All of them dudes. Couldn't, couldn't squeak one woman in there. But now we're getting one. Uh, and I like that they're, they're talking about comparing it to Bonnie and Clyde. That sounds like it might be uh, 
that might be a, a, a good time. Uh, and of course, as soon as they mentioned that, half of the internet melted because now, just because they've put a f- playable female character in Grand Theft Auto, it's become woke. <laughs> That's all it takes now. That's literally, you have no, no other information about the game. You just say, there's a playable woman. And then like a thousand neckbeards cry out in terror. Ha! Not the woke culture coming for Grand Theft Auto! They've never said anything political ever in their games. Uh, I won't. I won't have a. I, I won't call it woke until there's other shit that you know. Un, un, there's until a long there's, list uh, of things that that might yeah, be put, like woke. Yeah, put playable put female, female character. That ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> That's that doesn't hit the list. That doesn't qualify uh, as as woke. And so you know what? Somebody's response to like one of the people like crying about it being woke. They they posted the uh, the cover art. You remember? For, I think it was Grand Theft Auto Four. The the exp- the huge and like really good expansion pack, the Ballad of Gay Tony. Literally, they've already been done way more woke shit years ago than putting a playable female character. There's a whole ass expansion, literally called the Ballad of Gay Tony, about a gay dude. But this is the woke part. Still, a lot of dudes seem to be really scared of women. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. It's kind of friggin' weird. Uh, but hopefully they just keep to themselves, or at least keep to the comment section on Kotaku, uh, and stay away from the rest of the fucking internet. Uh, and that's mostly it. I, I'm sure there's probably, uh, I gotta take a, a couple. quick phone call. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Give me a sec. Go for it. Alright, is there anything, is it, while Jeff is taking a quick phone call, let me just double check. Let me just double check. That was an unexpected. We're right. We're we're literally right before selling out. Let me just double check to see if there was anything else that has creeped up on my timeline for video game news since I was over at the house today. We just poured a bunch of floor leveler in the living room uh, because my living room room and dining room could uh, double as a uh, a a Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two custom created course. Uh, because in between every joist is a half pipe. Alright, let's see. All the Atlas stuff. Oh, right, so there was some of that I could talk about real quick while Jeff is off taking a phone call. So, uh, Atlas did, uh, or somebody did, I don't know if it was Atlas specifically, but somebody, somebody did a relatively large, um, uh, uh, survey of sorts, I guess. Trying to figure out which which uh, Persona games or which or not Persona specifically, but which Atlas games people would like to see remastered or remade entirely, as in like a remake from ground up, I guess. Uh, and uh, as it turns out, it looks like what was that? I believe I don't have it in front of me, but I want to I want to say Persona Three Fez was the number one, and then after that, I think Persona Two. And then after that, it's getting foggy in, in my, uh, in my, in my head. Uh, but that's not surprising, because honestly, Persona 3, out of all of the, the modern Personas, so 3, 4, and 5 is what I, at least I consider the modern ones, uh, 3 is the one that definitely needs to be, needs to be brushed up, because Fez is like the most, I guess, I, I guess, content complete, uh, I suppose if you want to call it that version, but then Persona 3 Portable, had uh, better combat in that you could control your characters or your teammates right out of the gate instead of having to like unlock the ability to do so later on. 
uh, which is the number one gripe anyone that goes back to play three after playing four or five first would would uh, would have is is that combat decision. So, um, so that's not surprising, and I would agree. I think that's that's a great move. And then I would so for me, I would say a Persona Three remaster, uh, where you just give give the updated systems and stuff from portable into Fez is probably fine. And then just to like upscale everything so that it runs on a 4K screen and fucking call it a day. Let some artificial intelligence do some work or some shit. Call it a day. Um, maybe redo cutscenes or something if they need to, you know, touch stuff up, but you don't need to rebuild. Persona 2, probably the best candidate for a proper remake from ground up. Uh, and it's been long enough. Uh, it's, it's a relatively highly respected game from like the long-term uh, Atlas fans, and so I suspect that might not be a bad one to choose to do a, uh, uh, an actual remake from, from bottom up. Uh, also, yes, right, the, uh, the Star Wars news. Fox is just feeding me stuff that, uh, uh, right off the tits. This is great. Podcast, keep going. Jeff's Ted, whatever this phone call is, quite spicy. I'm gonna have a little drink of water here. Ah. <sighs> Somebody calling about his car insurance, clearly. Uh, yeah, so the, the Star Wars stuff is, uh, uh, the Star Wars stuff this week was the, the Knights of the Old Republic remake that was being done by Aspire. Uh, that has been indefinitely put on pause. Uh, and it was put on pause because the team, uh, I can't remember if it was, I can't remember if it was EA or Aspire themselves. I think it was Aspire themselves fired two of the lead directors i want to say i can't remember what they were directors of but essentially they were um two of the leading directors uh fired them kind of just out of the well it's out of the blue for everyone watching from the outside clearly there were reasons internally uh and uh and as soon as that happened they they just shut the project down they said hey we're putting this indefinitely on pause. The company is looking for other games to make at this point, other projects. That's how that's how on pause this is. We're stretching the definition of pause when they start looking for new games to make. Uh, it's but uh, it's it's dead. It's dead, Jim. Uh, but uh, that's not shocking, you know, if it did go that way. And honestly, from some of the rumored stuff that uh, I want to say we talked about when we first heard about this remake um, for the podcast. Uh, the Knights of the Old Republic remake. I'm not upset. I feel like I feel like for me, the moment you that people started talking about the the likely reality that it was going to be the combat system was going to change, I was already checked out. One of the reasons why that game was kind of unique was the combat system, uh, and I didn't want it turned into just like a generic fucking action game. Um, so that that's fine. You know, if they find somebody else to do that. Uh, somehow I'd be okay with it, but, uh, I'd also be okay if it never fucking happened. Uh, at this point, uh, it, it is what it is. The game, you know what? Knights of Republic 2, or 1, and 2, really. You don't have to do a lot and make them very playable on the PC. And they still look good, they run well, they play well, everything's fine about them. So, and it, and the holds up, like, graphically, clearly. It's not the fucking prettiest thing in the world at this point. But everything else about it holds up. So, that, you know, if you were to go back to play it, it's not like you desperately need to have a remake to give yourself a reason to uh, to check it out. But, yeah, there you go. And now that Mr. Black is back about talking about his car insurance, we are going to... I was just, I just assumed it was something along those lines anyway. Yeah, that was the joke. Uh, we are done we, the game uh, news. Yeah, we... we... 
So so Kayla ended up uh changing the um uh what's it called there? Smoke detector battery. And uh the alarm went off, but it the alarm didn't actually go off. Um oh. and so fire department showed up. Fire truck. Oh the fire department showed up. They're like Wow. Yeah, they're like, You got a fire? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, so so they were. Did they check? Did they go and check them out? Did... I, I I don't know. Um, because this this happened uh just before the podcast. Uh, oh, I was, okay. I was I was streaming. Um, oh, so, okay. Um, I'd have to ask Kayla, but she's gone uh, to her parents or something. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Weird. Yeah. Technology. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You're just back in the nick of time because it's time to sell out, Mister Black. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Support the podcast. Um, you know, who's who's the what's the name of the guy with the big dick over there? Oh man. I had him I had it I had, a, I had it written it down here. Was it Nick? I, I, I had Math. it written down for this exact reason. Hold on. Zach! Gonna, Zach! It's close. The desk is a little messy. You could be you could be a Zach. All right. <laughs> Fucking Zach, man. Zach keeping the show going. It's true. Uh so yeah, patreon.com or you can just not give anything and <laughs> enjoy the show and uh <laughs> share it and get a job and then and then <laughs> and then us. do it. And then do it. Yeah. That's fine. Uh so yeah, head on over there. Uh, another way to support the podcast is to get a subscription on NordVPN. It's uh, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Uh, use the promo code OTT when you get your two-year subscription. And uh, yeah, you get a bonus month. You get a massive discount. Um, you get um, the ability to stay anonymous when you're surfing the internet. A virtual private network will keep you safe. will mask your IP. You can use it when you're home or if you're traveling or if you're at Starbucks. Um, speaking of Starbucks, it if costs less st- than if you can still afford Starbucks, you could do it there. You could definitely do it there. Um, <laughs> if anybody can afford Starbucks these days, um, <laughs> and it costs just a couple bucks a month. It is very, very affordable. Um, inflation isn't hitting NordVPN the way it is at your grocery store that's, and your gas right. pumps. Uh, so you can head on over there. Uh, 30 day money back guarantee, which means, you know, try it out 30 days risk free. If you don't like it for whatever reason, if it's not doing it, the thing that you thought it was going to do for you, get your money back, no questions asked, within 30 days. Um, plus, you can use it on your your uh, Mac, your PC, your Android, your iPhone, your uh, anything. I mean, you could hook it up to your smart TV, to your router. Um, you can have up to six simultaneous devices all at once. So you only need one account per household unless you got a very, very, very large family. Um, and even then, you can hook it up to your router so that everything is masked anyway as one connection. So don't scamaz yourself. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a great way to support the stream. It's a great way to support uh, the sponsor for supporting not only us, but they they sponsor tons of content creators. So they're doing good. And also, it protects you. So go check them out. That's nordvpn.com slash o. T-T. Link will be in the description, um, or you can just type it out there. And yeah, big shout out to Nord. Let's go.
I did, I did fail to mention one thing in the video game section I meant to mention, uh, but didn't write in. Very quick. So we, we did meme about this before where, uh, where we were theorizing what Sony might actually buy. I believe it was after Microsoft bought, uh, Activision Blizzard for $410 trillion. And we were like, all right, what the fuck did, what, what does Sony buy at this point? And we both agreed that if there was anything that made any sense at all, it's Square Enix. Well, as it turns out, the rumors are... They're thinking about it. Makes sense. Makes sense. And Square, we actually talked about it a couple weeks ago where I said it looks like Square Enix is trying to trim the fat to prepare for a buy. Yep. You know, I, I don't want to do a Halo thing again because last time we did that, it didn't, come, you know, it didn't come true. So we'll just leave it there. We'll leave it for them to, at home to decide if that's actually what's going to happen. And now it's time to move on to... Movies and TV. Apparently, Harrison Ford, Mr. Black, not only managed to, uh, to scare him off, but also save us the pain and suffering of it actually happening in the future. Harrison Ford managed to scare off Chris Pratt from uh, pursuing becoming Indiana Jones, telling Pratt that when he dies, meaning Harrison, the character dies with him. Just kind of left it at that. Said, hey, Chris, don't think about it. <laughs> when, he, when I'm dead, Indiana Jones is going with me. Yeah. And so he Chris said, got that, he probably got that in the contracts. Fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, and that's great. I don't need a Chris Pratt doing Indiana Jones. I like desperately do not need that to happen. Uh, I, there, there are some characters that is very difficult to see literally anyone else doing it. I cannot for the life of me picture anyone attempting Indiana Jones uh, other than, of course, Harrison Ford. So I, I don't even. I'm sure. I'm sure Hollywood could like find somebody that would, and then and I change my mind. But it wouldn't be Chris Pratt. I can tell you that much. <laughs> That's the. He wouldn't be on my short list personally. And apparently, definitely not on Harrison Ford's short list of taking the torch uh, out of his uh, out of his hands. Isn't he doing another fucking? Yeah, it's, it's already filmed. It's done. What? It's out, I think next year. How old is Harrison Ford? Uh, in his late seventies, he's gonna be like seventy-seven, yeah, or something at this point. It's probably seven. He's probably seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Harrison, Harrison Ford. He's eighty. Eighty. Eighty years old, bro. Put down the whip. It's over. You're eighty. You're eighty years old. You weren't in particularly good shape in your thirty. Eighty. Let alone 80. Holy crap. All right. Well, Godspeed to him and his team of doctors keeping him going through that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it reminds me of... Um, it reminds me of, uh, of another, another uh, part here. I think is it... How far down this list is there? Uh, oh, it's, it's part of another piece of the story. So, Ric Flair is doing one more match this Saturday. That's all. He's, He's 73, and he looks like 93. He the man has... Really, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't... He should not be in the ring. He really should not be. I and mean, we're going to get to that. I'll, 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 I'll skip ahead to get to this point. But, oh, boy. But, but Vince McMahon... I never thought I'd see this happen either. But, but Vince McMahon is retiring officially at the age of 77. He can finally let it go, although there is a lot of rumor and speculation around it being an early retirement because of his sexual misconduct investigations going on right now. 
And so, what, I mean, what kind of what kind of misconduct is there? Because from what I'm understanding, mm. he had an affair. He had an affair with mm. somebody that he worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was consensual, and he paid. Well, mo- he, most affairs he, are consensual, except for the wife or, or the husband on the other on the other side. Yeah, but it, but it's not it's not illegal, right? Well, no, so, it's not illegal yeah. uh, technically he, speaking. He paid he paid this girl off like mm. two million or three million bucks or something over a period of time. Um, so that she wouldn't say anything, but they both yeah. agreed that it's fine, and he didn't pay it out of company money. He paid it out of his own out of his own pocket. Mm. So, you know, I think the investigation is like an internal one, but like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not like he's gonna be. Well, he's not gonna. He's not gonna go to jail or anything like that. I mean, it's gonna be zero. There's gonna be zero. I think. I think he's just. I think he's just done. Like, I think like there's just so much. He is 77. Yeah, and and WWE struggling, and it has been for a while. And probably the last thing that they need is some sort of other scandal or some sort of public bullshit that's going on. Um, and so you know, and let's be real here. Um, they're 100. percent Vince McMahon is still going to have a say in the WWE. He's just not officially going to be the guy. But if there's something that he don't like, if there's something that he wants done, he's going to he's he's still going to be a shadow leader, uh, like a shadow CEO yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the background because he's just the type of guy that it, it's just the way it's going to be. And which is his, which is daughter, so unfortunate. And his, you know, father is son in law. I mean, it, they're all in one. You know, oh, yeah. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. I wish he would just give it to Hunter because like the guy, the guy ran uh, NXT better than Vince ran the WWE for the longest time. And Vince has been kind of like out to lunch uh, about his bookings for so long now that, yeah, very odd. And apparently I guess I haven't looked any further into it than that, than that, but uh, there's $13 million worth of funds that weren't filed correctly. So that might also be part of the, Part of the dealio. Thirteen million dollars to a billionaire is like you know. Well, it's 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 whatever. It's more I think probably the optics for the company. And so, like you said, it's kind of like a similar situation in the '90s when they were being investigated for how many of the wrestlers were on fucking steroids when they weren't supposed to be on steroids anymore. Uh, And there was like that big hole. And you know, (laughs) there's still a number that are totally on steroids. Uh, Just better at hiding it now than they were uh, 30 years ago. Uh, and yeah, in relation to that, and, and this is where the Ric Flair comes in, I said, you know, McMahon at 77, Ric Flair at 73, scheduled to do his final match this coming Saturday at a small venue that will be available to watch either via pay-per-view on, uh, or on fight.tv if you're outside the U.S. I believe it's pay-per-view or fight.tv in the U.S. and then outside of the U.S. it's just fight.tv. Uh, Flair is 73 and hasn't wrestled since 2011. And so I wish, I said, I said in my notes here, I said, I wish him all the best. As far as I'm concerned, his last match, well, he's, he's gonna, well, yeah, but how much wrestling can Ric Flair do? He does a lockup. He can do. Right? He can do a lockup. He can do his, his, his styling and profile and bullshit. He's going to come out in a 4,000 bajillion dollar fucking robe. Uh, he's going to look like a wrinkly old nutsack when he comes out. He's going to take the robe off. Ric Flair's been saggy and fucked since like, he was like 46. So like at 73, it ain't going to be any prettier. I'll, I'll be like, if he goes completely shirtless, I'm just going to. 
slow clap for the shamelessness of that. Of I that think shit. he will. I, I think he will. Uh, I think. You know, I but think I mean, he, he can't. He's there to make some money. He he must be broke as fuck, man. And they're just doing him a, a favor. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like I like I get who it even though. Wants like, to watch it. Like who even wants to watch that shit? It's like, well, dude, you're a fucking old ass man. You're out here pretending th- to fight people. Like yeah. <laughs> I think it's the, spe- the-, the spectacle at this point is what it's going to be. It's not because he's going to jump off a 20-foot ladder. I can tell you that much. And that ain't going to be the spectacle. The spectacle will be, does Ric Flair accidentally end up killing himself in the ring for his theoretical last match? I mean, I get it. A lot of the wrestlers have a real, especially the top the guys at the top of the game. And Ric Flair is like a Mount Rushmore, right? Like he's on the, he's the top four all time. I like it's very difficult for them to stop wrestling. They always want to come back. They always want to get in. They to chase the dragon, get the crowd pop. So I like I I get it. I get why he's doing it, but at the same time, like holy shit, I almost feel like the the promoters should be at, you know, at, you know, at blame for this even being okay oh, in the first place. 100%. Um it's kind of like the promoters that were like um using um Scott Hall when he was completely like blasted on alcohol and drugs and they just like dragged him out to the crowd anyway and shit like yeah, that like, like on he was on strings just yeah he's basically on strings and shit like that that like the promoters just get fucking weird about that shit um as far as i'm concerned his last match should have been the one where he was up against it was at wrestlemania i believe Shawn michaels the, he it's the famous clip where he's mouthing um uh, where Shawn michaels mouths i'm sorry before he gives him the super kick and and rick is already literally just bawling his fucking eyes out before he even eats this fucking kick and then super kicks him the crowd's going nuts the uh, sean pins him he's just visibly bawling his eyes out everyone's clapped like this is the greatest end to a career you could imagine and now here we are on fight.tv 73 years old yeah and now and now wwe is like uh, plus fourteen now, right? They got like a fourteen. Yeah, they got a little, you know, got a little they, bump. So, so now there's gonna be blood and yeah. some swearing. Absolutely. Did you see the promo that they cut where he basically just sliced himself to shit with a razor? Yeah. yeah. It was funny. Yeah. The first couple of hits that they like laid on him, it sounded like Rick was just having sex. <laughs> he was hitting him. He was like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a $20, oh that was a good hit uh, oh yeah. you got me mm. yeah it was pretty it was pretty fun i think he might even have a pacemaker i don't know the man should not be in a ring we're gonna find out on saturday does rick flair even get down the fucking walkway without blowing a tire and just having the whole thing fall in pieces find out in a couple of days um beyond that netflix's ceo reed hastings has decided that he feels that tv as we know, it is on the way out and will be officially gone in five to ten years. What do you think about that prediction, Mr. Black? Do you think TV as we have it right now is five to ten years away from being bye-bye now? I don't think five. Maybe maybe ten. Five was a bold prediction. When I read five, I was like, bro, you could... Five years... It'd, it'd take you five years just to be able to, like, convince a company to start the process of shutting that shit down. I'm... 10 is probably the shortest possible window. Yeah. Where that could start. I could see the I could see the starting point being 10 years, but look, until uh, there's a whole lot that's still on TV that is not available anywhere else that a shit millions and millions of people still go to 
And until that is solved, the odds of cable companies or internet service providers that are also, you know, telecommunications companies drop it. It's a hot minute yet. Yeah, no. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a while. Like, what happens to pay-per-view? Does it just go to, like, digital demand at that point? Like, but then you need a computer well, instead still, of a cable? I'm sure that the, there'll still be... I think, it, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, it'll, you'll probably just have to order it all. Like, maybe they'll still provide a box with basic... <laughs> it's not channels. TV, but we still need to give you this box for this yeah, to work. it's either that or it'll all be on the cloud. You just go on the internet and you know you just order a pay-per-view i i don't know i don't know how i don't know exactly how it would work but it, it's, great it, it's, news. Only a ma- it's only a matter of time like it's literally only a matter of time great news they've got somewhere between five and ten years to figure it out mr black they're very yeah. very smart they'll figure it out i think pay-per-view in general is is a dying breed as well so i mean who knows that's true like, that's true. I that's gonna be I, that's gonna be a tough one for the fighting community, though. Like, well, like boxing, model, UFC. Well, the model will be is you pay yearly, a yearly subscription for all of. It's kind of like what WWE was doing. Be right? like With an all, all or nothing situation. Yeah, it's like you get access to. You can probably get different levels. Maybe you can unlock three pay per views per year, or if you want all of them, it costs this much. Like, who knows, right? Like, there's there's ways they could do it. Mm. but um yeah that'll still take a while but tv yeah i think 10 years is probably it's probably gonna be a little bit longer than 10 but you never know you i think that's know. like yeah i think it's a starting point 10 years yeah. where they're like all right we're winding it down it's less and less it's mostly like reruns and sports yeah. sports is like the big thing probably propping up television right now at this point so yeah we'll We'll see, but five years was a bold. Five years was a bold claim coming out of the guy where, uh, where coincidentally, this is my next point. Coincidentally, Netflix has lost over one million subscribers in the last quarter, despite their huge success of Stranger Things season four. And so, I don't know if he was just projecting and saying Netflix will be dead in five to ten years, uh, but uh, but we'll find we'll find out who dies first: cable news or Netflix. I think cable goes before Netflix. <laughs> uh, and then lastly here, I've got uh, the next wave of films up until like 2025 for some shit uh, for Marvel were announced, including what was this for San Diego Comic-Con? I think was when yeah. they announced most of this, uh, including Secret Wars, the Kang Dynasty, Fantastic Four, th- like for the 90th time, Thunderbolts, Daredevil, not that Daredevil, the other Daredevil and more. They even briefly discussed phase six. And uh, this is just in my notes here. I said, I'm still laughing about this whole fucking thing is being delivered in phases. It just makes me laugh. It's like, I feel like I'm in a board meeting every time they do one of these things. It's like, all right, guys, we got phase four, five, and six. Four is on the way out. We got five planned. Six, we've got some stuff in the pipeline, but we're not sure yet. Here's our... And then they give you a roadmap. Like, it literally feels like you're on the fucking, like, board of directors for Marvel. And look at this, a huge thing. And we know every movie, every title... They've got release dates. It's like, oh, yeah, September 16th, 2093. We've got fucking Fantastic Four reboot number 15. It's phase 63 of the entire... I don't need that much information. I need to know the movie's coming out across maximum two years. Anything further than two years, my ass, forget about that shit. 24 hours later. Yeah, all all of this stuff was... is is, uh, All of the... (laughs) The rest of this phase, I think it ends this year, and then next year is like all of pretty much phase the next phase. Five. Yeah, five. 
If four is coming to an end, he said, I think they, they said, Feige said specifically, it was like, it's over, four is done. Mm. We're on to phase five. And yeah, then they I, listed like all these movies. I I haven't, Marvel's fallen off for me so hard. I, I haven't watched, what, like three of the Marvel shows. I still have not watched the new Thor. I pretty much. It's kind of too much content, if I'm going to be yeah, honest with it, you. It's, it's that's a lot. It's just the it's same just too thing much with content. Star Wars. It's the same thing. Yeah. I I haven't even watched the Obi Wan show. I haven't. I I just don't care. Like that's just the thing is I just don't care anymore. It's hard to care when you well you get to, you just again I think again the answer is it's too much. Like it's hard to care about something when you're getting peppered with it, fucking all the time, and yeah. it doesn't help when you know everything releasing for the next five fucking years on a schedule. Like it, it feels like information overload. You're like, oh my god, I just. I just need to know about one movie at a time. I don't need like fifteen uh, in a in a pipeline. And, get and everybody hyped up, man. Gotta get them all hyped man. up. And you know what? The, the visual effects artists aren't particularly happy about Marvel either because they've got all this content and oh, they're just having reamed. them fucking. <laughs> oh, they're getting reamed. <laughs> they're getting fucking destroyed. And what's the? You know what the problem is? Where else are they going to work? Disney owns like the entire fucking industry that would use visual effects to this degree. So it's like if you don't do it there. Get fucked. I don't like like you when you're bidding on projects and they and the companies have to like well what are you gonna fucking do? And then they come back with a thousand different uh, things and people and then at the end of the day you know what the annoying thing is for them I'm sure is that they get blamed for how bad the movies look like all oh, the visual effects look so shit and Doctor Strange this time around why does it look so bad why does it, it look like shit. I can you know like <laughs> and it's like they shit on VFX it's like bro what are they supposed to do? <laughs> What is it supposed to do? Have you seen how many projects they're supposed to complete in like a four day period? It's like impossible. You can't do that shit. Uh, but yeah, we know them all. Any, you know what? What really hit me is that none of these movies here interested me even like a little bit. The only one that like gave me a little bit of like I'm interested is I have a sick fascination with how Fantastic Four is going to turn out after the last couple of turns of bat. That's yeah, I mean, kind of like the for, I'm looking forward to Blade. Blade's going to be good. Mm. Uh, Mahersha, Mahersha Ali is going to be the is going to be Blade. So, oh, good choice. Be, that's going to be really good. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I like Avengers. So, hopefully, Kang Dynasty is good and uh, Secret Wars. Um, outside of that, I can't really say there's a whole lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. The next Guardians, I'm interested in that. That's the last one, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Get a lot of shit coming. Uh, did you watch anything uh, in the last couple of weeks? Did you catch anything of, of, of note in the last couple um, of weeks? No. Kale and I, we just finished. So we started a new dating show. Um, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's, it's, our, it's our thing, man. So what is um, what is the show now? What's the, what is one, it now, bro? So I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know no. this existed until somebody. Dude, you're dredging up some secret shit now. You got some black market dating shows. Bro. Yes, man. So Love Island. <laughs> we watched Love Island season one of the U.S. That's, that show sucked ass. I'll probably never watch another season of Love Island. All okay, right? unfortunate. Okay. So uh, there's this new one. So I'm I'm just sitting there streaming. People were like, "Yo, man, how's the how's the dating shows?" I'm like, "Man, we ran out." So like we're because we're getting ready to watch season two of Yellowstone. And uh, they're like, have you, uh, have you checked out F-Boy Island? I'm like, what? Say, come again? Is F-Boy it actually F-Boy? Island. So they it's don't fuck, spell it out. They actually just say F-Boy. F- 
It says F Boy. It says Fuck Boy Island. <laughs> it's a show on HBO. No! All right. It's an HBO show. We watched the first season. We binged the first season. Finished that in like a like a week or so. And um, it's it's far better than Love Island. But essentially, how the show works is this: Why are they all on islands? <laughs> because it's paradise, you know. It's it's like, like, <laughs> where else are you gonna go? Are you gonna go to New York? You know what I mean? Like, I just like go to Delaware. Island. Just like F boy Delaware. I don't fucking know. So it's always in the islands. And this this island is actually quite nice. So like usually on the shows they're like. <laughs> They'll film oh, they'll film these shows in like hurricane season. So like oh, the last two shows I've watched, it's like every scene it's plus pouring rain. It's like, it's like the cheapest guys, time that they could rent the space. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Kale and I chirp it all the time, but this one they was like funny the whole way through. So uh, so the the concept of this show is there's three single women that go to okay. this island, and then there's like twenty single guys, oh, and and these dudes got to fight. For you know, to win over the chick. Now it's a sausage of, fest. Exactly. So half of these guys, <laughs> they come in as fuck boys, and the other half come in as nice guys. And so the whole object of the show is for the the nice guy to you know he doesn't finish last. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so come like, come on, the, it, to beat the, the fuck boys. To beat the fuck boys, right? But the oh thing is, God. is the girls and the guys don't know who is. Nice guys and fuck boys. So It'd be identity. so hard to tell. And so, and, and and so sometimes, sometimes it's obvious, and sometimes they'll put on a show. You know, they'll put on an act. Oh, okay. They play the nice guy, oh, and then surprise, sure. oh, bitch. Oh, for sure. Oh, for I'm sure. got a dick but, piercing. And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. <laughs> so the reason why is if at the end of the show, if the girl picks the nice guy, okay, they get a hundred thousand dollars. They split between the two. Okay. If All right. The girl picks the the fuck boy. The fuck boy has uh has the opportunity to become a reformed nice guy and split the money with the girl or continue to be a fuck boy, take all the money for himself and then they don't date. So they he he goes off in the oh sunset with the money. Oh my lord. What's the incentive for like I guess for the nice guy there's like way less incentive here. Like you'd much rather yeah. just be a yeah, fuck boy. Nice, yeah, it's a nice the, well with the nice guy you know the, oh. the the girls and sometimes uh. yeah so anyway that's the concept of the show okay all right and how and, have you uh, been finding it so far this uh fuck boy I, island i watched we watched the whole first season we're watching <laughs> the second season now and you powered you powered through that season bro how many episodes were in this season that many it was like there's like maybe 10 wasn't that many maybe 10 episodes are they 45 minutes a pop they're, i think they're 40 minutes they're like 40 <laughs> minutes it's nothing okay. crazy. All right. All right okay. Some so, light. Uh, yeah, some light. <laughs> like Love Island, that shit was like 30 episodes long, man. That shit was That's true. That dragged aw- on. That shit was that's, awful. That's, that's that true. That shit was awful. That's true. But uh, so anyway, yeah. So it, it was it was interesting. I the, At the end of the first season, it kind of, the ending was so fucking stupid. I won't spoil it, but it was so, it was so dumb. I'm and shocked then, that the ending of F-Boy Island season so, one was a little stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was dumb the way that they did it. Like, um, I I just don't want to spoil it, but uh, oh god. But uh, the the second season, it was almost like they listened to the fans of the show because there were things that I hated about the first season. They would always say "f boy." They never said "fuck boy." Like I never heard the word "fuck" once, and it's an HBO show. You know they're trying second to keep season, it PG for the folks second, at home. Second season, everybody's calling each other "fuck boys," and it's like you know it's. And, and then they <laughs> then they made a, a different twist to the ending 
which I, I think needed to happen <sighs> because the way that the ending happened on the first season, I was like, that is wrong what they did. Was it uh, anticlimactic as fuck? No, like, I mean, yes and no. Yes, yes and no. Like, it was... Okay. The, the climax was great. It was like, oh, my God, I think I love the show. I can't believe okay. this is happening. And then right. they put a twist at the very end that I'm like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. All of it's gone to waste. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. So so, that's, so, that's so where do you wh- – what black market fucking place do you watch F-Boy Island? Uh, F-Boy Island um, – uh, I I can I can send you where I where I where I okay. watch it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds this, good. Dude, you need the you need the temp. I got some Temptation Island up on my Plex, man. I know, yeah, but it. this sounds way better than Temptation Island. Gotta be no, up, up, Temptation up, up, Island is so much better, man. It's but yeah, so but much- it's not. But it's not called Fuckboy no, Island. I, I mean, that I by know. itself fuck, is a dude, winner. Fuckboy Island is pretty good, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's so fucking dumb. And there's so many fuckboys, bro. Like, straight fuckboys. Like, I one can't handle like the fucking name. Man bun, you, you know what? Know? I want to see behind the scenes in the boardroom and somebody pitched this fucking show. Oh, some bro. Chad, and some dude. fucking Chad walked in the room and said, Guys, you've uh, heard of Love Island. You've heard of yo. Temptation Island. But yo. you know what we got for you today? <laughs> Fuckboy Island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sells itself, man. It sells itself, dude. And the fact that they gotta fucking pretend like they're not fuckboys and they're trying their best. <laughs> and then they have like fuckboy tendencies come out and the girl's like, are you a fuckboy? And he's like, no, man. No, I'm here for love. I'm here for no, love. For, I'm here for love. I'm not, I'm not a fuckboy. No. Yeah. Uh, there's some serious fuck. There's some serious oh fuckboys, man. I'm telling you God, right now. God, what a ride. You. All right. that yeah. Just the name alone sells me on how stupid and that dude, show the could host, be. The host is like some like fucking uh, C-rated or like D-list uh, chick comedian and she's like she's fu- like she's funny but it's like it's not like it's cheesy but it's like um it's got like an hbo production so like okay. there's, they do so like it's it, it's like just the right amount of camp like it's cheesy because it knows <laughs> what it is and i find a lot of these other these other uh, reality shows a little too serious it's, it's a little too serious they like it's it's like dude this is cringe this here, it was like a little cringy, but it worked because it was almost like a very self-aware '90s action movie where they they like look at the screen and like wink. Like it was kind of the same thing. Like they knew what it was, and it was just like ridiculous. So I I would rate it as like the third, the second or third best um, island type. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> boy island. I like how there's a genre of island types now. Yeah. That's the you know you've you've heard of Dark Souls like well. Wait until you find out about the islands and how exactly. amazing they are. So that uh, was my, uh, what else did I do? Oh, I went and watched, <laughs> um, what did I go to the theater and watch? Oh, Nope. I went and saw Nope. Oh, how did you feel about, how did you feel about that one? It's good. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I liked it more than Jordan Peele's, uh, last movie, Us. Yeah. Um, didn't like it as much as Get Out, but, um, So it's number two. It's, it's number two on it's, his, it's right on his middle, list. Right in the middle. It's a it's a sci-fi um thriller you know it was like it's like signs meets um uh The Shining mm, No It's like signs meets I don't know like kind of maybe like chronicle 
uh, I don't know. It was it is very it was a very M Night Shyamalan type movie. Okay, with, without the bad without a bad <laughs> twist or something <laughs> overly. It was an uh, M Night Shyamalan movie without the M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's the closest thing that I could think of. Like, it was a very, it was like a Quentin Tarantino meets M Night Shyamalan. Okay. Yeah. So okay, it, like, all right. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I can see why some people didn't get some of the movie because it was very heavy on themes, and um, there's a lot of imagery and different things that is used that isn't. The movie doesn't hold your hand at all, and so very cryptic it's very cryptic but when you kind of understand what's going on like even i understood about 85 percent of the movie there was like 15 percent i didn't get it so i watched a couple of youtube videos afterwards see what other people thought of this stuff and once i heard some explanations on what other people thought it was i was like wow okay that is that is smart um but it almost it, it was almost in part, too smart. It was, it was almost, <laughs> I don't know, but it was almost just a little bit too vague. It was like there's parts where if they would, if if Jordan would have just held her hands just a tiny bit or just gave us just like five percent more, it would have been like ah, oh, an aha moment. Um, and I still had a couple of those, but um, I can see why some people are like ah, that ain't it. Uh, but. Yeah. It was uh, it was very it was very cool. Give you that sci-fi uh, element, um, you know, sort of an aliens type uh, thing. I won't get too much into it because the less you know, the better the you're better, gonna enjoy yeah, the movie. Yeah. Uh, but man, it was it was cool, and it was one of those films that like it was set in almost just two places for like the whole film. Oh, okay. And so it was very it was very um, uh, focused and. Um, yeah, I don't know. You you almost got transported to a, a place in time, and uh, it was it was it was nice. It was good. It was beautiful. I mean, I saw it in IMAX. It was fucking gorgeous. Um, he doesn't seem to miss. He's three for three on this on this bitch. He's had because every time he's released, I think his movie's been number one on the weekend or whatever it's oh, released. Oh yeah, he's on. crushing it. He's uh, you know this isn't like a massive blockbuster by any means. It's yeah. not like a, a Spielberg. It's kind of got a Spielbergy feel to it also. But um, I think he's he's carving a good path for himself. He's like mm. making lower budget ish movies. I shouldn't say it's not that it was low budget, but it's not like a two hundred, three hundred million yeah, dollar yeah. fucking crazy thing. But uh, it was it's it's solid with some really good acting. Like everybody across the board was was great. Um, I would recommend uh, if you guys are a big Jordan Peele fan or you're a sci fi fan. Um, I think this is one to check out. Yeah, we uh we M and I checked out um we finally had some time. We checked out uh uh Black Phone. Black Phone. Name of it. Yeah, Black Phone. It was like that horror the horror film, fucking um I think that's what it was called. Let me just double check that real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Black Phone. Okay, I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I guess the, I mean, the one, the one person off the top that you easily would know, Ethan Hawke, isn't it? Oh, okay. Oh, that's the one where he, he's like a, I did hear that. He's like a, 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 a kidnapper or something. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's got kids and, and yep. there's some the weird um, things that happen. And uh, specifically some, like, around a black phone. Yes. 
Uh, the, the titular, the titular phone for the movie, uh, specifically. Yeah, we watched that, uh, we watched that, uh, this week, and, uh, uh, it was good. It was really good. Um, man, it was, they did, uh, I mean, there was a lot of effort put into, um, hitting the time period right. Uh, the, uh, they did a really good job of, of that. Cinematography was quite good for, you know, a, a movie that's supposed to be a horror film. Um, yeah, no, it was just really solid. Kind of, like, unique concepts for, uh, how they handled some aspects of the, of, of the film that other horror films haven't necessarily, uh, gone in that, in that direction before. Uh, and I liked it. Uh, you know, you, you, you could... It was, it was, it was good enough that you might have had some, you might have some ideas about how some of the things were, were working. And then when the, the reveal happens, very satisfying. And, and by the time I got to the end of it, it wasn't like, you know, when I was watching, I was like watching, it's a horror film. And, and there are very few horror films I watch that I actually give a fuck about what I'm watching. Cause it's horror and very few of them are good. Uh, this was a legitimately good just film all around. Really, really well done. The kid actors in it, fucking amazing. Yeah, I hear, I hear they're really, really good. Like, really good. Uh, everyone did a good job in it. The music was great. Uh, Ethan did a, a, a really good job of, uh, of playing his part. Very creepy. Uh, and, they, and they give you, they kind of, they did a good job of, of for Ethan's character, uh, not giving you too much information. So you really didn't know what the fuck he was gonna do and and you were and you were i kept thinking i was like i wonder if they're ever gonna give us like a motive like a motive you don't really ever get any information out of it and so you have to like they 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 give you ideas like i have yeah, theories you gotta piece it together I, I have some theories and, but yeah. but they don't just like outright come out and be like all right here's a police report and this is why this shit happened and like there's none of that happened but yeah, very can recommend for sure. Definitely, if you're a horror check fan, it uh, check it out. Yeah, I think you, I think you'd enjoy it quite a bit. I think you'd be, I think you'd appreciate how more how filmy it is compared to most uh, uh, most of the horror films. I'd compare it similar. It's you know similar to um, um, the kind of the quality of film that like a James Wan kind of a situation uh, or whatever in his in in his films. Um, and uh, and so yeah, yeah, definitely definitely recommend checking that out. Other than that. Uh, we didn't really watch much in the last, uh, in the last couple of weeks. And so I've got nothing else. That's kind of it, which means it's time for us to mosey on over and start up. Ex-a-port. Patreon.com. So that was an interesting delivery this week. I like a little mix it up a little bit, you know? Why not? Uh, tech support patreon.com slash lag tv is the place to be if you want to financially support this podcast to help keep this train moving uh ten dollars or more a month gets you a couple things uh chiefly uh you're allowed to ask us very important people clearly uh questions and we give you answers i put a post up every week just before the podcast called tech support you can uh, ask your questions in the comment section there and we answer as many as we can in the time that we've got uh let's see here um oh okay well seth is uh, i've got i've got to acknowledge the people with condolences so thank you seth uh for uh, your condolences uh he said in honor of her i would like to know what skill or knowledge you would choose to master from her generation oh my lord she's 99 years old there's a lot to, a lot to take in there 
she was through like the Great Depression and shit. So there's a lot of there's a lot of skills that they needed to have that we did not need to have. Well, we might need it soon. So uh, so might need, might need to, might need to get used to used to some of these things. Um, honestly, you know what? Not specific to her generation, but specific to her, and something that that I could a hundred percent use uh, and, and change about myself. Uh, I've never seen somebody who was like so constantly optimistic about everything. She was never, she never complained about anything. And I'm not, I'm not fucking joking. Ever anything. This is a person who went through like cancers and tumors and and the loss of independence, like literally out of a blink of an eye uh, when she had a, a tumor grow on um, a, a, a nerve the back over by her ear, so she had no balance left, and then she had forced to move in here and then she was bedridden for fucking years and heart failure and all the shit and having her daughter have to take care of her day in and day out and, and a million things are constantly happening to her and at no point she ever complained maintained her sense of humor didn't bitch whine and moan and if there's something i'm good at it's the opposite it's bitch whine and moaning about literally everything 24 hours a day made a career for god's sake at a bitch whine and moaning so uh if there was anything that would probably be the number one thing that i could learn uh is perspective she always talked about perspective uh, and keep perspective, and so that's probably the one, uh, one for sure. I know I'll bounce this to you. I know you were close to your uh, uh, one of your grandmothers as well. I remember growing up. What what's one thing that you'd that you'd uh, you'd like to take on from from her if you haven't already managed to to, to attempt to do so? I feel like you're the same as me. We're probably both hopeless in comparisons to our well, to our grandmothers. Well, my grandmother bitched a lot. Oh, did she? Uh, so she was okay. the opposite of. Oh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> and so she was. Uh, she I can was, do that. Yeah, she, she, uh, she didn't give a fuck. You know, she didn't. Uh, <laughs> she didn't fuck around. Um, I would say. I, I would say. I mean, my grandmother was so good at uh, many, many things. Um, you know, she was a caretaker, so you know, mm. she she always took care of people. Um. But I would say I would say one thing that she was she was amazing at was cooking, mm. um, you know, and you know she and she was she's she's from my dad's side, so she was b- black black, like <laughs> you know soul food, um, lots ba- of sweets. Southern Baptist black, if I'm not mistaken, it is it is Baptist, yes, mm. and so a lot of um, lot of barbecue, a lot of um, just sweets up, like just you, you went over to my nan's house and it was just cakes and and it was one of those things she took great pride in it so she would mm. she would if she knew she had company which she always did like her doors were always like people were always there so she would always have like you know uh bread pudding and different cakes and sweets and candies and all that stuff so and she cooked everything um all the time like if my grandfather went into the kitchen she would s- literally smash him uh, upside <laughs> the back of the head to get the fuck no, out the this is my domain bitch my domain so I, I would say and i'm horrible at cooking so i would say <laughs> i would that's, say that's if, one? I, yeah, if i could get if i could get her talents when it comes to cooking um <laughs> i'd take that might be might be bad for your waistline but it would be delicious yeah. all the way through I mean, I can't eat anything now anyway, so that's I'm true. Yeah, so that's that's true. Yeah, you got you got no choice. Gonna have to find out a way to get around that bread pudding. Yeah. Uh, mm, oh, thank you, Roran, as well for your condolences. Yes. Um, uh, are there any TV shows that you like but can't get past a certain aspect? For me, uh, The Big Bang Theory. I just can't get past the laugh track. Oh, that's a lot of shows uh, now. Yeah. I can't uh, say 
If a, if a show is funny, let the audience laugh uh, on their own. Laugh tracks are real bad. They, I can't stand them. And, and, when, and like, not to be an old man, because not like all of the shows did, you know, uh, got away without a laugh track, but most of the sitcoms that I watched growing up, very few of them used a laugh track. They were all kind of live studio audience. Yeah, the best, uh, the best two that ever you that used a laugh track that i would still watch today and enjoy is fresh prince yeah um and it was like a live studio audience but obviously it was still they injected some in there it's a hundred percent um and the other one is that 70s show so those are the two shows and that 90s show is coming out and they've got that's true they've got ashton kutcher coming back and uh everyone but hide because he fucked up yeah because he's yeah he's all (laughs) kinds of fucked um but uh yeah those two the show that I think did it the best without a laugh track is Modern Family. Modern Family is a oh. funny fucking show. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm surprised I haven't watched all episodes. I've, I think I've probably watched maybe two seasons. I need to go back and rewatch that show from like the start because that show is fucking hilarious. And they do such a great job with um, allowing the audience to choose what's funny. And yeah. instead of being told when to laugh this is this is the laugh to laugh and you know it just go it went to show how funny the the actors and actresses were in the in the show because they didn't use that as a crutch either you know you can tell in some of these sitcoms they'll say something and they'll just kind of let the audience do the laughing and it's almost like they'll wait for the laughing to stop because they're interacting with them exactly exactly and modern family it's just like they just know the comedic timing. They do really great stuff with the camera zoom ins at certain points, and you know, kind of just making it feel. Um, they need, bit- they uh, they. It requires a lot better writing and a lot better actors on the other side to pull that off. Like a laugh track is definitely a crutch. Oh, for sure. Like you said, and and so like if you aren't doing a laugh track, that's like hard mode comedy. At that point, you really yeah. have to know that your writing is on point, the delivery is on point, everything has to line up. I agree. Um, that was also like a, a really specific era where a lot, where there was a couple of really good ones. The one that I think about as well that didn't have a laugh track was Arrested Development, and mm-hmm. that was um, more, that was my favorite modern like comedy show. Uh, was Arrested Development. I think it's probably the funniest, one of the funniest written shows. Like, there's so many quotes come out of that fucking shit. Um, you, you can't count them. Um, and and the, again, another situation where it was entirely reliant on delivery. And the the actors knowing what that timing was, how to, like it, they don't have a laugh track or anything, so that when to pause, when not to, the camera work, and then the writing was just it just has to be so much better. Uh, and so yeah, I I agree, laugh track is real fucking that's real fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't know if there's like something in shows. I don't watch a lot of like TV shows. Uh, I've got a couple like nitpicky things. I hate it when I'm watching competition TV. I watch a lot of competitions, you know, cooking competitions and all that kind of shit where they switch between a camera that has like 20, they've got like three cameras, 24 FPS, 30 FPS and 60 FPS. And they just at will randomly fucking like you're, it's like, it's uh, most regular people probably won't notice it. But for me, it's like whiplash. Like I'm looking at 24 FPS and then all of a sudden it's like buttery ass smooth for like some whip camera fucking movement or like some zoom in on like a pot of food. And it's like this like perfect 60. And then it goes back to somebody sitting there and it's just 24. It looks like a movie again. Uh, that one's a little weird. 
Uh, and, uh, uh, and beyond that, man. Yeah, I don't think I have, I don't think I have too much more other, other than that. A laugh track is just such a great example. Like, it's stuck in my head now. I can't even think of any other, uh, any other major examples. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Like, what was the, the question itself? Just like, what kind of gets you out of the show? Yeah, like what? Like he can't get past the the, the laugh track on Big Bang, which is what yeah. we you know what we yeah. uh, leaped off of. Um, yeah, I. That's a really good one because I complain about laugh tracks all the time. Um, I mean, for me, I I would say the the only other uh, gripe that I would have is I can't I can't go if there's say a, a new show on Netflix or prime or wherever i'm watching the show um i typically unless i absolutely know the show is going to continue i just i just can't watch one season of a show um mm-hmm. because the vast majority of these shows they just get canceled and i've been burned yeah. so many times that i'm just like if it's something new and it looks good i'll typically just wait it out and then if it gets renewed and whatnot, then it's like my green light to go and watch it. That's why a lot of the times uh, when I watch a new show, uh, there's like several seasons to binge because I've just waited so long um, because I just can't get past that. I, I, why am I going to get invested in a show if it's going to be eight episodes and it's going to end on a cliffhanger and it never gets renewed? What the fuck was the point? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll add this one last quick one because it's very topical. Live action remakes of shit that should never be live action. Good one. Stop it, Netflix. Um. Oh, thank you, Danish. Appreciate that, boss. Uh, what's the longest or most convoluted travel days you've ever had? I think uh, I'm on mine right now. Apparently, the rules changed uh, about bringing a toddler into Canada, and we didn't get my two-year-old a passport. So instead of a two-hour flight, we got to enjoy an hour drive. And 12 hours on the train with the little man, and we're arriving, uh, arriving three days late. No plans for international travel soon after this, but first thing I'm doing when we get home is expediting him a passport. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear about them changing uh, the rules for, for toddlers and stuff, but uh, that's, that's unfortunate, uh, to say the least. I mean, we, I don't know if anything will ever trump the f- fucking main thing. That was... Yeah. Uh, that not mo- nothing trumps it. We've said it so many times. That yeah, we like, don't even need to real. Like, you know, you know, which one? It's that one. It's the fucking Bangor, Maine. No offense to Bangor, but fuck Bangor, Maine. <laughs> Bangor, Maine. Fuck that airport. <laughs> fuck that airport specifically. Fuck that airport. Yeah. And that that like seventy nine year old security guard. <laughs> uh let's see. Call Deer said does some. Uh, some scientists believe we might be alone in the universe because of the many great filters for sentient and intelligent life. One of the great filters being, if they are sentient and smart, the question is, do they want to even leave home? This makes humanity the only ones who might actually want to leave their home, and that terrifies scientists. Why do you think being the only ones would be a scary thing? Well, I think on a grand scale, a lot of people aren't comfortable with the idea of just being alone in a giant, vast, open fucking black space. Seems to be a pretty common, uh, you know, common thing. If you were to if you were to reduce it and just put one person in a pitch black room with nobody else around them, 
gets a little bit fucking crazy. People literally lose their minds doing that shit. So, for scientists, though, I don't know why it would be creeping them out. That's weird. I, I don't know. I, like, honestly, the, uh, for me, when it comes to, like, the, the whole, like, uh, are we alone in the universe thing, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know where, I don't know, I don't know which of the two responses there'd be a greater amount of ego. Is there more ego in saying that humans are the only fucking form of life with the amount of sentience and intelligence that we have in the entire fucking universe visible and that is that that in which is beyond uh, what we can even see? Or is there more ego in saying uh, that we know that there is other life in the universe because we ran the numbers and the math checks out there is a high enough probability to say that we are not alone in the universe. I don't know which of those statements has more ego uh, in it. Um, you know, all, all I know is that the, 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 one of the craziest things uh, that I learned recently that I never even thought about, makes sense, but I never thought about it, is the concept that the visible universe to us doesn't get any more visible because the universe is expanding and, and there's a whole shitload of space that's past our visible line that we will quite literally never be able to see. And so we, we, we're in a bubble in which it's a finite amount of distance and light is, can't travel fast enough to get to us. Everything we see is already billions of years old. Half the shit up there we're looking at is already long gone. And so to go even further beyond that where we can't see and we'll never see because light won't reach us before the heat death of the fucking universe tells me that it's a pretty big space. Whatever the fuck is out there, relatively large. Uh, and so really... I, 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 for me, I think that there would almost be more ego in saying that we are somehow sitting here talking about the fourth or fifth island show in which fuckboys and not fuckboys are getting together. That we are the only ones with the amount of intelligence to put that together and watch it on a daily basis in the entirety of the fucking universe. Seems a bit of an ego trip to me personally. I want to say there's a good shot there's some other beings out there that are also watching some weird version of the fifth, you know, island show. Uh, and not just be us. Uh, that that seems that seems more likely to me. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Mr. Black? Are we alone in the universe, and we're the only ones watching fuckboys in Delaware, or are we? Uh, or, or or is there more out there uh, doing the same thing? I would. I would. I would. I mean, we don't know for sure, but I mean, I would wager. Yes, we most certainly are not alone. Um, are there other human-like people? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe it doesn't even maybe. have to be human, just intelligent, like, yeah, like just like, intelligent, yeah, like just something that knows it exists and it wants to uh better itself and uh create technology and make their lives easier and different things. Absolutely, I do. That could be the form of mist, could be the form of a fucking alien that we see in the movies, you know, with the big eyes and shit. It yeah. could be uh. It could be, uh, uh, I don't know, it could be other animals, animal-like things. It could be liquids. It could be, uh, who knows? Um, I would say there's a very, 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 very high probability because how big the universes or multiverses mm. and different galaxies and shit that's, you know. Uh, yeah, we are an anomaly, Um you know, right place, right distance, right temperature, right all this stuff. But seeing how big everything is, there is guaranteed 
um, other spots and places that life can live. And this is just life that we know. There might be life that don't need any sun or any uh, liquids or any of anything. Like, they, they, you know what I mean? Like, um, and it, it, that is probably reality. It's probably exists somewhere. Um, will we ever see it? Probably not. Um, at least not in our lifetime. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's cool to think about it. And, um, yeah, I think it would be really ignorant for us to think that we're by ourselves. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. or, or, or the fact that, you know, even if there is other life, they might not even give a fuck about us. I mean, there, 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 there could be life that already knows we exist. Well, you know? think about, uh, think and about they this. would be like these guys. They, we, they might be on such a high level of intelligence where they look at us like like ants, ants. yeah, like literal ants. Like we yeah. go outside and we see a little ant mountain or whatever. Like, oh wow, it, that's cute. Look at them walk to and from their yeah. fucking ant nest. I mean, it could very well be the case where they're like, yeah, we know of billions of planets that have all this different life form but we're on such a level we're like we're we're like god you know how we how how humans can worship a god you know them they could be almost godlike where it's just like dude we are all powering we can do whatever we want and we're just so above you that you're not even on our radar um you know they might be looking for life that is on their level um you know, or we might be one of the smartest and there might be a whole bunch of actual planets of ants or whatever. <laughs> other. I don't fucking know. Who um, knows? Who knows? We're not I just, uh, I just love the whole like likely. James Webb telescope images are so fucking dope. Oh, that and shit's then just crazy. To, and just to say like that shit's like 13. Like the, the images we're receiving are like 13 some billion years but the reality of how distant, assuming any of them or some of them would be, but any like uh, whichever ones are still there, the expansion that we are at least aware of means that they're actually more like forty something billion light years away, and that's yeah. a fucking and, we're, and that was like long way away. That was like that was like looking up at a grain of sand. Oh, and that's just a tiny pocket. That's like, like just a very uh, take a grain of sand and holding it at arm's length. In comparison to, like, how much of space that we could actually observe with the telescope? It's nuts. And then know how much is in <laughs> that, that? one grain of sand. <laughs> and then you're like, man, come on. Yeah, bro. And, and it is, there, you know what? I, I don't get scared. I get depressed that we'll never see any of that shit. Like, what the fuck is over there? Yeah. Like, that's the depressing. I, I, would, I would get, like, I get sad. I'm like, man, that's just way, that's way cooler than what we got fucking going on over here. We should probably figure out how to stop this one from burning. But at the same time, I mean, it'd be dope. We can see what the hell is going on over there. So yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing. And, and thankfully we can at least observe it from a distance. Uh, agent says this one's for Jeff. Uh, I've got a four and a half year old son who recently started playing some stupid arcade shit on his tablet. Uh, tell me more about how you feel about mobile games. <laughs> Uh, how do I get him into proper gaming? Oh, there you go. Uh, how did you, how did you do it? Uh, obviously can't teach him how to play Skyrim just yet, so what do I start with? I've been considering buying one of those new NES or SNES minis. Is that a good place to start? Or maybe skip the old games and start them on the PS5 kids games? What are your suggestions and thoughts? Agent doesn't want to raise a mobile game pleb, apparently. Mm. Apparently, The mobile games are, 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 uh, are no fly zone. So how, uh, what would you suggest? Well, my son is younger, so my son is 
just uh, he's like three years, four months, or five months. Mm. Um, so my son is playing games now, but he plays on an iPad, and yep. we have him basically play ninety percent educational games, and then ten percent is you know him racing cars or something yeah, yeah. very simple where like there'll be barrels in the middle of a road and it's just kind of side scroller and he'll have to just put his finger and kind of move away from the barrels before the car crashes. This is something very similar, uh, very simple. Um, yeah. Where would I start my son? I would probably throw him into Minecraft, um, because it can still be pretty educational, um, yeah. in your adventure, your, uh, sorry, your imagination can kind of run wild. Um, you know, uh, I, as much as I want to say I would love to start my son on the retro, I probably won't. He'll probably end up wanting to play what his friends play and different yeah, things yeah. like that. So just kids' games for whatever console it is. Maybe it would be a Nintendo Switch, something easily accessible. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, what's a real game to you and a real game to me is completely different to a four or five or six-year-old. You know, it's like... At the, it's the same with movies. There's tons of movies that I want to get him to watch, but I also understand that he's got to go through the the other stuff first before I can really get him to watch real movies or what is considered real to me. So, you know, if your son is playing games and you got a passion for games, just celebrate the fact that he's he's enjoying video games. Um, try and get him on the educational stuff if you're not already. Um... But yeah, I, I would probably go with what you said. Whatever is on PS5 or whatever and start them small. And that's that. That's what yeah. I would do. Yeah, like if, you, if you're trying to get them into, into, uh, into that and into stuff off of that. I mean, Astros, the Astros games on the PlayStation are really good and free. So uh, they're really good, really good platformers. They're not hard necessarily uh, and, uh, and probably a good place to start. But yeah, I, I agree. You just, you know, you got. I guess you got. We got to live with the fact that that uh, that our children are going to be likely hitting up anything on a mobile phone first, because or a tablet, because that's what they're going to have in their hands more frequently. Unless you're doing a hell of a lot of micromanaging, it's just kind of the way that it's going to go. And so, uh, yeah, just ride it out. And when they get a little older and they're seeing you play games, they're probably at some point going to want to sit down and play games with you, and that will probably be their entry point, right? They'll they'll want to do something like that. Um, hmm. Oh, forgot that I had my phone on actual sound. There's a weather update. Uh, this just in, it's still hot. Outside. Uh... <laughs> I guess it's kind of related to the space question almost to a degree. Yano asks, if you could explore any extreme place on Earth for free and without risks, like, I guess, death, uh, what would it be? Uh, he said, personally, I'm going with the Mariana Trench. I'd go to the same place. Dude, the, the, deep, the deep ocean is fucking nutty. That's, that's as crazy. It's as crazy down there as you could have your imagination run wild for aliens in space. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to steal that as well because 
if I knew that nothing bad could happen and I could go as deep as humanly oh, possible yeah. and I know I'm going to survive and everything's safe and I can just go down there and observe, oh, 100%. I think it's like, what's the Mariana Trench? Like 13 kilometers or some shit deep. That's nuts. Like, you think of how much water is above you at 13 kilometers? Holy shit. Um, that's just a lot of water, man. Like that's it's a whole, that's it's a whole nother planet down there, man. Literally. Literally. And and you wouldn't think that there'd be anything that could live even remotely close to that deep that much water pressure, that little sunlight. And, there and is. yet And there's some crazy shit down there too. Like some, some fucked up looking. Some nightmare shit. some nightmare fuel going on down there. <laughs> For sure. Can you imagine just dropping down there, it's fucking pitch black. It's like space. Nothing, you can't fucking you can't. see nothing. <laughs> and you just oh you got lights and just praying to fuck that something don't come up yeah that's just crazy yeah. uh a dent asks what is the most trivial thing about which you have a really strong opinion trivial like um Something that's just like whatever, but I have it's a just very it really like, opinion like, about yeah, it. like it shouldn't be important, but you have a particularly strong opinion about it. Um, for me, no, tri- trivial and Nomura writing anything in video games at this point. So fuck Kingdom Hearts, fuck what they did with Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, it's trivial. I have an incredibly strong opinion on it. The only other thing other than that I can think of is uh, that toilet paper roll. It better be on the outside, not the inside. That's all I can say. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, I think you're a serial killer. Uh, I'm going with non-plastic straws. Oh! I fucking hate <laughs> those paper Bro. fucking straws, man. <laughs> I fucking hate them so fucking much. I went to, I went to a restaurant a couple days ago for breakfast, <laughs> and they actually had plastic straws, and it what? made my day. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? I I, I, I sucked on that straw. I sucked it. If you were <laughs> filming, you'd be like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I was doing things with that straw that just shouldn't be done. And, and something you could not do with the paper straw. Hell no, because that shit dissolves and, and breaks in half. And like, it's so bad. It's like, I get it. The environment, I get it. But there's this certain shit that I'm sorry, man. I... I'm sorry. I know there's a uh, lot look, of straws out there. At least give me the damn option, man. Would uh, you look, like a plastic straw or a fucking paper straw? I Look, I feel like we're going to get better with them. Like, we're going to figure out some shit. I hope so. I know that, I know that for example, the ones that I've been getting at Timmy's have, have gotten substantially better. Like, the early days when we first had them, uh, and, and if it was in your drink for, like, 15 minutes, it would Done. blow apart. Yeah, like it done. would literally blow apart. This has been sitting in some shallow liquid now for probably a couple of days, and it's still pretty good. So like we're get we're getting there. It's not ideal. I'm not a fan either. I get why microplastics is a major I mean, fucking problem. It's, but like it's even when you're drinking from it. So like yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if 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 you're if you're gumming it too much or you're you know no, it just like collapses. It just collapses. You can't get and then you gotta like almost grab it. And like, like, kind of open it up a little bit, so you can like, it, it's it's like it's almost it's like drinking um. Every anybody ever make like a homemade smoothie, and then like you just didn't put enough like milk in it or yeah, whatever, it's and it's thick. just too thick. 
and you're just like you're trying to get the shit out and it's annoying as fuck and it, at, the, at some point you just take the straw out and you just start like kind of shaking it and you're, uh, 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 and you're trying to get it wolf it in that's how i feel about those damn straws imagine imagine if uh imagine if uh, uh you were trying to get a fucking mcdonald's milkshake up through one of those paper straws no, no you can't do it you can't do it you just can't do it it's not possible uh, I, I always, I, I did, I always, I do always find a little bit of humor in, in how much of the reducing the, the pollution and like the, the plastics, the carbon footprint of like the everyday person, like how aggressive they are about that. And then you look at like, like one of any number of companies that easily by themselves wipe out anything that any normal like group of people in an entire city could possibly hope to cancel out in like the blink of an eye. Uh, nope. it's, just, it's just and no responsibility there it, it's always funny when it's like whenever something happens it is the straws that people go to first to joke about it like when they found out it was a kylie jenner or whatever um takes three minute uh three minute uh private jet flights to avoid 30 minutes of of driving and and how much fucking insane pollution just doing that flight instead of just driving in a car uh uh would be and then everyone's like oh well thank fuck i'm using a paper straw so that kylie jenner can take her private jet for a three minute drive to avoid sitting in traffic for 25 30 minutes like that's I mean, when you uh, think, i mean when you think about it 25 30 minutes to her is probably you know i don't give a fuck if it's a billion right? fucking dollars bro i don't care if she <laughs> makes a trill coming off she step off that bit trill trill i don't give a fuck three minute private jet flight go fuck yourself you plastic bimbo bitch go spend some time on that fucking fuckboy island you're running a train on just about every under 23 year old nba player might as well fucking do it on an island on a show so i can be entertained instead of just ruining their career instead and fucking stepping off your fucking private jet over and over again because your sister literally fucked a like b-tier performer 13 15 20 years ago now it wasn't even that exciting the video sucked it was awful it wasn't a good video it's terrible video i've seen it <laughs> yes it's bad we've all seen it we've all seen it it's not good it's bad that's all I got. It's the end of the Take Off podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for uh, for coming back, and I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed yourselves this week. We'll be back next week for more of whatever this is, and we will continue to hope that you go to patreon.com slash lag TV and financially support the podcast so that we can keep the train going and, uh, and continue to buy uh, not plastic straws. Until we see you next week, guys, thank you very much once more for stopping by. Stay safe out there, and peace! Hey, base. <laughs>